Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, yo, yo. It is Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, which means it's time for Lulz, the show that started out as a League of Legends esports thought leader in the space. It morphed into a multi-sport thought leader enterprise. We have football on the horizon now, and I thought tonight, Brian, we would have you break your best ball cherry unless I'm wrong and you've done a draft. Not this year, not yet. I saw you, but I saw you in our, our Google sheet. I thought that you might be uh, might be taking a peek. I added one little thing in there, but uh, no, I just looked at the. Is that updated by the way for tonight? Is yeah. It changed at all? I mean, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anything would change. Uh, we were in the lab uh, thinking about some strat for this tournament. So tonight, Brian and I are going to going to jump into an underdog draft. You know, Brian is normally flexing his intellectual heft on me and tonight i'm going to watch him squirm as he doesn't remember who these players are and whether they're good isn't that right that's gonna happen i gotta get that sheet open before i look like a complete fool (laughs) yeah yeah so uh if there's one thing brian knows though it's how to take down a top prize in a contest so i would like our team tonight to have uh, a very uh high upside contrarian uh, mindset here. Brian and I can maybe talk through some of the things that we were looking at in this tournament. I just registered us for the Best Ball Mania, $25 if you guys want to hop in with us tonight. Uh, the bubble tournament filled earlier this morning. Uh, that was their $5 price point, uh, 150 max, and that thing filled like hotcakes. And it does seem like this Best Ball Mania will have some overlay unless Brian 
turns into a grinder overnight and 150 maxes it with the autopilot mode. <laughs> that might happen. Is this the uh, this is the big one that they offer? Right? Yeah, 200,000 up top. Peter, how are we going to tell what lineup is ours in the the 2,000 lineups you've entered? Someone, someone actually asked me this on Twitter today, and my response was like, this will be a really good problem to have if I have to go back and figure it out. Uh, and, okay. Every, here's the thing. Any lineup I've done with someone else is documented on stream, so it won't be too hard to, uh, to figure it out. Once we, I wonder if we'll be able to see the date entered mm -hmm. on a team. If that's the case, it'll be really easy. If not, I will have to scroll through a bunch of YouTube videos. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy on Monday. We were golfing, and uh, he said, "Good thing um, uh, we were talking about Leonard Leonard Fournette getting released." Yeah. And so, what do, what do you think? Is it a good thing uh, that you didn't draft if you didn't draft yet, and he got ruled out, or that he or that you didn't take him, or is it neutral? Yeah. What do you think? So it's it's interesting you say that because I've been thinking about this a lot because. Uh, Pat and I did one of our first drafts, like first week of July, we did a slow draft, which is way ahead of the news. And there's definitely an edge to, if you're up on the prospect profiles of the rookies specifically, uh, there's like an information gap because you understand their prospect profiles and who has a better likelihood of breaking out. Whereas otherwise the information is completely, uh, level leveled, you know, everyone has the same information. Um, that said, your teams will naturally be worse because you're going to have more landmines. You draft Damian Williams and he opts out for the season. You draft Leonard Fournette and he gets scratched. So I think that's why structural drafting is so important so that you're not making, you know, those super risky bets. Both Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette were going in a range where those running backs have historically busted because we're confident about their projection in ways we shouldn't be. So I'm torn to your point. There's, there's upside and there's downside to it for sure. So I I think I – I could be wrong. I think I answered it's better to wait. So it's really like do you draft early, do you continuously draft, or do you wait? And I think waiting is right because aren't we still in the same field of all the Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette teams? So they're, they're a roster spot – I mean, Fournette's probably going to get signed somewhere, but they're a roster spot down come playoff time. Okay, and then so I – so I agree, like Sean Siegel, who we did the season long, he agreed with you. And I think Sean's the sharpest season long drafter. So I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong on this, but like, so here was a counter example. We were drafting Antonio Gibson in like the 13th and 14th round, this running back on the, on the Washington football team. And then they released Darius Geis. And now Antonio Gibson is going in the sixth, seventh round of these drafts. What do you, what do you think about having huge gains in value like that relative to the older teams? That's a good question. I will, okay, so how many spots do we have? How many roster spots? 18. So so one eighteenth, one eighteenth of your of your roster. It's not it's not because it's not equal. It's not really one eighteenth. It's probably like one twelfth or something like that. I'm sorry, like one thirtieth, because well, Fournette's kind of in between. Williams is kind of in between. Um, you're losing a spot though. That's kind of big. That's pretty big. It is. And yeah, I think I agree with you that if you are losing Fournette, that said, Fournette is going to sign somewhere. You know, everyone's clutching their rosary beads right now, hoping it's the Bucks or the Chiefs or a good offense where he could pay off that ADP. But it's going to be hard for him to do that. 
You're also you're also you're losing theoretically one thirtieth because you're not always taking Fournette and Williams. So, like if you're making a if you're making a sports bet and you hit the line early, that's a good thing, right? Because right. we're assuming that your ADP average is going to be better than the field. Mm. So let's let's just say you it is, and so that means like when you bet on a sporting event, you have an edge, and then it's going to the line's going to move towards you, but. In a sporting bet, you don't have this where you're going to lose a player. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if it makes makes it up. By the way, I have one. I have one season long league left. I don't know what when I was younger. You were probably the same way. I think my my peak was like eight leagues. Yeah. Uh, and this is you know pre internet stuff. So or not, I mean obviously there's the internet. <laughs> I'm not that old, but uh, no, this was back you when you circled your lineups in stone. Like you actually went to the place, you got your magazine out, <laughs> and you drafted, and and uh, now I'm down to one, and it and uh, I have the number one pick. So I'm Ooh. assuming I'm assuming it's McCaffrey, right? Yeah, it's it, PPR. Are any guys removed from the player pool because of keepers yes. or something? Yeah, you get a yeah. keeper one uh, one keeper after the fifteenth round that you drafted last year. You get to keep him for a year. Okay. And uh, if that was that your question you asked me about Waller versus Chase Edmonds? Yeah, I, I think I had him in like I took him like the 16th or 17th round last year. I hate myself that I remember your keeper choices that <laughs> easily. <laughs> you feel like you should use this memory for like something more positive in your Literally life. Literally anything else I could use that for, <laughs> but I immediately knew your keeper decision off the top of my head. All right, Brian, we're picking here at the back of the first round. Yep. Um, this is the ultimate decision point here. Um, I don't know why Clyde Edwards Hilaire is now falling in drafts. Um, the, do you have a, do you have a lean? You like, are you a running back truther here? You like going a uh, wide receiver? Where are you at? And I honestly haven't even looked at these things. So this is, this is a point per, per it's half, half point per reception. It's two running back, three wide receiver, one flex. So you can start four wide receivers, but Do only you believe the rumors that Fournette might end up with Philly. Right, I've I, seen rumors with Philly, Tampa, and um, New England. I, I only see the running backs up here. I'm fine with uh, Ceh, but uh, would you? What, is there a wide receiver we'd like? I would say the decisions oh. between Ceh and Devonte Adams. If we want to yeah, go yeah. wide receiver, I like both of them. So, let's, uh, what are you thinking? Let's do Clyde Edwards Lair. I don't think Clyde okay. Edwards Lair should fall this far. One report that came out, so they had brought in DeAndre Washington from the Raiders who finished, you probably remember from DFS, he was like a great play down the stretch last year as like a a pump play running back for the Raiders. And I thought he was going to be the direct backup to CEH. The reports are now he's not even going to make the roster. So they literally have the scrubs on their team from last year, Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson, who the team didn't didn't trust and didn't want to use. And now they go out and draft this guy in the first round and they have no one threatening behind him without Damian Williams gone. So I think CH at 110 is is a really nice price. Mm, works for me. Darwin Thompson is always like a DFS showdown. Oh yeah. Option. It's annoying to to like, is he gonna get a carry this game? <laughs> oh, the other nice thing about going CH there is there's no chance CH makes it back to us at two three, but we could get Devontae Adams here in two picks if people are have the running back hunger. What what's your feeling on? Do you like uh, a rap position in in uh, just drafting in general? Do you like being at you know twelve or one? 
Yeah. In uh, well, here's the th- actually no. I, I I don't mind if it's the one because I get to start with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but otherwise, I feel like you're always kind of reaching. Ah, he goes one pick before us. That said, I think Hill and Jones are are both smash picks here. Do you have a, a wide receiver you like of those two? I'd rather take Hill. I don't well, care though. So this is I like doing this. I I started a draft like this the other day because. The decision point is, does Mahomes fall to you in the third and we go for the Chiefs stack? The problem is, is some asshole always takes him unstacked before then, but we can try. But that makes sense, though. If we can get him in the third, that'd be a nice, nice little stack there. And, um, you know, we were talking. Oh, go ahead. Old, old wide receivers. (laughs) Old wide receivers. Yeah. We were talking too. I mean, no one needs to be talked into drafting Chiefs players like. That's pretty obvious. That said, the Chiefs' schedule uh, it, during the playoffs is really nice, and there's lots of stacking potential here. The teams we're going to be looking at, Brian, would be Miami, New Orleans, and Atlanta, which I think are good tiebreakers for some of our other picks when we have decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who's the other one we got on our list here? The Chargers. The Chargers, yep. Uh, Nick Bird says, Pete, you might hit the 150 total at this rate. Here's the thing. I was, I think I ended up at like 75 for the bubble. So I was like half at the bubble. I think I'm only at like 15 or 20 of the mania. So um, I there's there's no way. I There's literally not enough hours in the day for me to max it. Actually, there is, but I'm not going to do that. It was funny last night, Brian, because as the bubble was close to filling, I know I had hopped in a few drafts just before bed and I noticed there was like multiple of the same characters in there who had clearly set up their autopilot because they were in every draft at the same time, uh, just trying to max it out before it filled. And and you're noticing that DK is a lot softer, way softer. Yeah. Okay. And, and part of that has to do with, I, I do think the field in general, like, underdog self-selects the people that know about it are from Twitter are, you know, they don't just have money on an account already. They're a DraftKings account. They're making a decision to come on here. So I think it self-selects a sharper crew that said the underdog ADP updates in like near real time. I don't know how often they push it. It has to be daily. Mm-hmm. Whereas the DraftKings one still has Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like 30 picks down in the applet. Like they just haven't updated it at all. And we all know how much people anchor their decisions based on ADP. So it has a huge effect. I'd rather have it in that update. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, the that said, the DraftKings user experience is, is awful in that you don't get push alerts. You can't draft on the web browser. And if you're drafting on your phone and you go to a different app, you the, the alerts don't come through that you're on the clock. You so can't I mean, draft on your web browser? No, not for DraftKings. Ugh, I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, so, auto do it. Yeah, so it's um, I do agree. Like the the teams I've made on DraftKings just look like you could never make them on Underdog ever. It's just that's not an, close. That's a big edge, man. If there's bad players and it's only on your phone and you're willing to put in 150 live drafts and set up all your correlations and get your scheduling and everything in there, it. Yeah. And the other thing I think that's shitty too. Oh, for God damn it. Dude, watch. And we'll look at his team here. 
Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. Like there's no reason for this team to take Mahomes here. He's like desperately in need of wide receivers when you start with two running backs. I I don't get it. They had to do it to us. Brian. People, people love Mahomes, So like, that's like the worst to try to like stack and wait for your QB, but it is true. That said, like, it's, it's not like we started Tyreek and Kelsey and we have two unstat, you know, like you can have a one off two chief. We're making a bet on the offense. Uh, Todd Gurley's looking good here. I'm kidding. I don't think I'm not sure. He- <laughs> so normally here, I would say with this build, Kevin, since we have Casey, why did I just call you Kevin? Uh, Brian, KC plays Atlanta home week 16. Calvin Ridley seems like a nice bet here. Yeah, especially if we faded Julio Jones there. Let's take him. True. And I uh, I missed the, the little draft card. It said Calvin Ridley's looking bigger and stronger than ever. That oh, has to yeah. No, that's that's guaranteed. Pretty much we're we're making the playoffs at least. That's right. That's that's all that. The, the, that's another thing about like biases in here. Like I'll show you right here. So like uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is a guy I've been. If I can spell his name right. Yeah. Um, do I? Am I? I'm just gonna have to scroll because I don't. Do be a. Here we go. Here. Oh, there's the apostrophe. So see this news blurb in here that hasn't been updated for nine days. Keyshawn Vaughn may start season as kick returner. And so everyone who opens this player card up is like, I don't want to draft someone who's going to return. Right. And then he falls in, in the draft. Do you get kick return uh, points in this? No. Do you on DK? Uh, I don't okay, we're up. Okay. Oh, Leonard Fournette's available. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so Garbage. Normally, Let's just quit. Withdrawal. Normally I'm grabbing uh, a tight end here. I think Mark Andrews on the Ravens. Did Maddox say Cooper Cups? They're going to like have the best season. Um, no, that maybe there's somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. So the reason I like Mark Andrews here is one, I think he's undervalued. Uh, I think he should be more of a you know an early third round player. I think he's closer to Kelsey and Kittle than people are giving him credit for. He's also just going to be the the number one target for Lamar Jackson in that offense. And also from a structural standpoint it frees us up a roster spot because if you punt tight end, you generally need to take three. And now with an elite tight end, we really only have to take one more after this. Um, he was in, in DFS too. I don't know if people remember. He was like always like questionable every week. Yeah. So, you know, I did um, uh, my, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, pass ratio update for teams. Yeah. To bring that up. Yeah, you should. Um, and the, the, uh, the, the Ravens were heavy on the run pred- uh, predicted in my model anyways, yeah. which is not surprising with Lamar Jackson. And then they also draft, uh, a pretty promising rookie running back as well. Who, who did they draft JK Dobbins? Uh, and my, my guy, Sean Siegel just put out his zero running back top targets and JK Dobbins is his number one target um and you can get him generally in the sixth round of these drafts he's he's a guy that appears blocked because they still have mark ingram uh-huh. um but do they still have justice hill they do yeah i was drafting him all last year it's uh that's salt in the yeah. water right there brian he was one of my late round keeper uh picks i took last year like oh maybe he'll take over for ingram yeah no it, it seems so great on paper yeah well that's what you, you throw a bunch of darts yeah yeah Hope one sticks. 
The thing that's kind of concerning to me about Dot, like I definitely think he's more talented than Ingram at this point. The Ravens don't throw to their running backs hardly at all. Uh, and that was kind of where the Justice Hill stuff broke down because we all thought like, oh, Ingram will rush and then they'll throw to Justice Hill and it never happened. They, it, yeah, unless you're, you know, need 260 points in a DFS weekend and then somehow uh, Ingram gets like two passing reception touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Actually, I need to see this. Kaiser Soze says the blurb on Dobbins card is also fire. Let's check it out. J.K. Dobbins looking dynamic in camp. There we go. Um, all right, so we're up coming up here at Keyshawn Vaughn's rookie too, right? I remember him. Yeah. I, took, I think I took him. Yeah, college football. College football's back, by the way. Is it? Are you, is that? Le- it's not legal in Mass to play. Nothing's legal in Massachusetts, man. You gotta get out of there. No way, dude. I'm stoned right now. That legal Chiba. Just- is that legal? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so based on ADP, a lot of uh, running backs dropping here. Uh, yeah, Fournette's still available. You you love Fournette. I can tell you want him. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, who I normally would like, but he's injured right now, and that's bad for rookies. Um, I'm generally looking at the wide receiver tab. I I like Michael Gallup here. I would bet this guy. Oh, he doesn't take him. Um. All right. Well, I mean, Gallup's that DFS guy who will get like everyone. He'll be like thirty percent projected own, and he's either got like one reception, like maybe once a year he'll go off. Once a year? Maybe twice last year. Maybe his game like he had. He had similar volume. He had he had similar volume to Amari last year. Similar air yards. We're talking DFS. Like if he, I doubt he was putting up thirty pointers. That you need to, you know, or whatever, 20 point, 20, 20, 25 points. Yeah. Let me, let me look up this piece of garbage. <laughs> you are, you hate the Gallup pick already. He must have screwed me a couple of times. I can't, no, I could tell. I have some sort of visceral hatred for this guy. Yeah. Let's see. It'd be funny to do like this flashback to like the day in the slate where he burned you and you were just like, never again. <laughs> 113 targets. Wow. 1,100 yards. He coming around? Maybe it was 2018. Who knows? All these seasons blend together for me. So here's actually an interesting decision point. We could, we could stack up. Obviously, we're not stacking up Tyreek. Mahomes is gone. Dak is an expensive stack option here, or we can wait and try to get Matt Ryan to stack up with Ridley, or we talk. We take the aforementioned J.K. Dobbins. Um, I always wait on QBs when I draft for, you know, normally. Yeah. Do you uh, want to do Dobbins and try to get the two most exciting yeah. rookie running backs? I love, I love rookies. There you go. That's what I always call you. I'm like, Brian, you're such a youth chaser. Oh yeah. Thirsty for it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's uh, these game logs for that? I'm still, I'm still on Gal. He must've burned me. Let's see what he got here. He had, he had, Four games. Oh, because he the game won last year at 158 yards receiving. His 14th, the four, uh, week 16, he had five catches, 98 yards, three tutties. Other than that, he only had one touchdown three times. 
All right. I guess um, I'll see if I – should I call up Underdog and see if they'll let me uh, undo the pick? Um. Well, aren't you like an investor in this? Yeah. Company? No, that was one of the perks of my investment package is I could call up Jeremy anytime I didn't like a pick and he'd roll it back for me. <laughs> Jeremy's a, a swell guy. Speaking of being invested, let me see your DraftKings shirt there. Just I see it peeking out right there. Oh, got to represent. Look okay. at that. How many entry fees you got to circulate through to get one of those bad boys in the mail? A lot. <laughs> More than they deserve. The uh, what? What was your thoughts? Did I assume you saw the uh, the Michael Jordan news for DraftKings? Yeah, I was hoping it was Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> that would have been way cooler. <laughs> that was the worst joke ever. Um, no, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm assuming they did it for like the stock bump. Uh, I doubt they do. They need diversity on their board because um, it depends on the state. I'm assuming most of them now, though, that you get like um, there's like minority representation on the board is required for certain things. Yeah. Um, so uh, who knows? I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I, I only saw the tweet. I didn't, I didn't read into it. I mean, they, I saw that they gave him an equity stake, uh, in the company, which I, I mean, makes sense of like, why else would Michael Jordan bother? Um, it's actually interesting when you think it from that, like, right. Like nothing can financially motivate Michael Jordan. Like maybe I'm wrong, but doesn't that dude have more money than he could ever spend in like five lifetimes? You'd think, but maybe he's just blowing money left and right. Either that or he's, I can see how it would be appealing to him, right? Like he, he's an action junkie. The dude loves to gamble. So maybe right. DraftKings comes to him and is like, hey, we're going to be the sports book of the future. Uh, you want to come be a part of this? And he's like, that sounds fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to imagine his decision wasn't based in, in money. I just can't see how. You, you would think. You would think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he still he still was like like ranked top ten for endorsement money, right? I'm sure, I'm sure, and even the residuals on like the Nike Jordan brand have to just no. be insane. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, if they're gonna give you money for doing nothing, though, yeah, like what, like a couple commercials a year, maybe, or whatever he's got to do, yeah, you know? or show up to one like sports betting event. He's yeah. like, yeah, I was going to be there anyways. No problem. It could just be some, it could just be some uh, glorified uh, sponsorship deal. Yeah. Right. So it's like, instead of just giving you a hundred million dollars to be do DraftKings commercial, we'll also put you on the board and give you an equity stake and blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's a good get for them. I mean, it further kind of helps legitimize them to a greater audience. Right. Yeah. Well, especially with sports betting it makes a lot of sense of sports betting because People don't know. So the ads are all over the place in Chicago now. So they're on all the billboards and stuff on the highways. And it says sports betting's legal now. Um, all right, let's talk. So I think we need uh, wide receivers here. This is a point in the draft where they really start to dry up. Looking at our schedule tiebreakers, the two guys that jump out to me would be Henry Ruggs for the Raiders and Debo Samuel for the 49ers. I'd rather go. Who's Ruggs playing for? The Raiders, rookie wide receiver. They took him like 12th overall. Uh, either either way then, I don't care. We might be able to get Debo coming back. So All right, then do it. Do it, yeah. So the Raiders, the Raiders schedule, first of all, they're the only team that has three home games through the fantasy playoffs. They're home versus Indy, home versus the Chargers, home versus Miami. You honestly can't 
get a better, juicier playoff schedule. Um, and okay, who is Tyrod on the Chargers now? Tyrod is on the Chargers. They drafted the rookie Justin Herbert, but they've Tyrod the Chargers already announced starter, right? Yeah, and to me, Herbert feels way more like a project that I wouldn't be surprised if he red shirts the whole year. And he was he was Oregon's QB. Yeah. And is it is Herbert? I always thought it was like a bear, like the old uh, Falcons. Oh, I like that the French Flaubert. Yeah. Um. Looks like we might be able to get Debo here as well. I think Debo's undervalued right now because of his injury, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. And yeah, we like his schedule too, right? Yep. And uh, we have Gallup. Uh, the 49ers play them in week 15, and we need wide receivers. Yeah. I like it. I like so it a lot. The other nice thing about uh, drafting rugs is we can kind of put in our back pocket Derek Carr as a stack uh, he's really good. He's very cheap, is <laughs> what I will say. We're looking at Tyrod, Carr, Ryan, and Dak's gone probably, huh? Oh, Dak's gone? gone, yeah. Uh, I think we should. I think we should try to get Ryan here. Um, if he if he falls to us in sixteen picks, it, it's going to be close. What round are we at? We're in the. We're going to be. We're in the mid eighth. Hmm. I wonder if the strategy is just let it fall to you. Who gives a shit? Never force it for QBs, even with the correlation. Like I'm saying, get the correlation, but just like let it fall. Yeah, because we're, we're we're matching up what one? Uh, what do you mean matching up one? Calvin Ridley and Ryan. That's all we yeah. got. Yep. But that said. Like to me, I, I agree with you. I haven't. The only time I force stacks is, is if I have like Julio and Ridley, and it's like, okay, now I need to make sure I get Ryan because if both okay, fair enough. explode. But I agree with you. If you just have one, I I haven't been forcing it. I just always wait on QBs. Yeah, I, I mean zero QBs. <laughs> that's your strategy. Yeah. Oh, you know, forget late round QB, zero QB. <laughs> Waiver wire week one. They have that in this, right? Yeah, they, they do. They Again, that's part of my investor package. I get one waiver wire ad. I don't think you should be telling people this. Underdog might just go get some emails they don't want to have. Uh, they'll deal with it. I mean, that's uh, when you get a, a prima donna talent like me, that's just kind of the risk that you got to take on. <laughs> but I will say to your point, I kind of am interested in maybe trying this out because the three of the best schedules also have three of the cheapest late round quarterbacks in Tyrod Tua, if you assume he takes over by the playoffs and Derek Carr. So we could try a true punt QB strategy and see what our team looks like. All right. I I don't see a lot of people do that. So I, I do think it will be unique construction wise. Yeah. I'm not in love with the giants from our strategy that we're trying to go with here. Right. The what strategy? The playoff strategy. So we don't want the Giants, I don't think, right? No, yeah, I I agree with you. That's been part of the reason I've been pumping the brakes a little bit on that. Um, and what? Slayton's there. Oh, someone took Shepard, it looked like, right? Because he was a bit – no, he's still there. So, so looking at this board, to me, so if we want to take like the biggest cut possible – I almost think Tony Pollard is kind of the play where we make another bet 
on the Cowboys and we're betting against Zeke. If, if Zeke gets injured, I mean, Tony Pollard's one of the handcuffed backs that would just immediately be a top five back. Did I see um, Marlon Mack too? Yeah. I, I, like I am out of it. So this is what happened with him. So Marlon Mack is, they drafted Jonathan Taylor, who is like Jonathan the most, Taylor Thomas. I forgot the most exciting rookie prospect since Zeke. So Marlon Mack is getting squeezed here soon. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, Madison with Mad. Oh, someone just took Madison. It looks like no, because Madison uh, Cook is injury prone, and that is provable that injuries matter now. Okay, um, so well, I, there is Matt Ryan. I like yeah. Tony Pollard. I think Chase Edmonds is interesting. I, I like Chase Edmonds more than Madison for your kind of line of thought of like with Kenyon Drake being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fits our schedule profile more. Um, so I would say Matt Ryan, Pollard, or Edmonds. Let's do Edmonds. Okay. Unless you have a no preference. Yeah. Um, Edmonds, Drake isn't really injury prone. And not that that's a thing, but like – and how many carries is he going to get to get hurt? They're probably going to be what, like 60, 40. Yeah. And that is the thing. I think Edmonds will have a little bit of a standalone role. Um, and like, shit, I'm spilling beer everywhere again. That's the second one. He spilled one free stream as well, folks. So Brian, <laughs> that was between you and me. <laughs> we got two picks left. Two, two picks to, to wow. our, uh, this is really where my skill as a host cleaning up beer messes, entertaining draft, drafting winners, drafting winners. <laughs> Who do you like? Well, all the guys we want there. No, just Pollard's still there, huh? I oh shit, did they just take him? No, he's he's still there. Pollard's still there if you want to do it. Or Matt Ryan. You choose. I, I like both of those picks here. They're both nice. Sue nice Pollard. Let's just go. Yeah, let's just shoot for let's the moon. Just keep keep going zero QB strategy. Yep. Um, someone did mention earlier we need to keep an eye out on our buys. We have a bunch of week ten buys with the Chiefs in Dallas. Um, week ten doesn't matter this year. It it doesn't. It's um it's thrown out. Week ten is the COVID week. Did I put mystery guest again in the title? No, I didn't. Not did you? Um, I need to go get another paper towel. Hold down the fort. All right. Uh, Jason Cornwell. I didn't put the uh, mystery guest in the title. I don't think unless YouTube showing the, the wrong information. Um, who would you guys take here? These guys are all garbage. That's left over. I think these just end end drafts. What round are we in? 10, 10 rounds max. Yeah. We're in round 10 week. 10 doesn't count. <laughs> Nick Bird says, please don't say uh, you're a thirsty youth chaser. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does R. Kelly still live in Chicago, Brian? What's that? Does R. Kelly still live in Chicago? I, I think he lives at uh, Cook County. Century, <laughs> <laughs> right? The original thirsty youth chaser. I, actually, I don't even know where, he, where he's at. I think he might be in jail. I'm not sure. Every morning now that I've been doing these streams where I drink, like I've been doing a lot of margaritas and I'll come down in the morning and I'll be like, why is there like sticky lime juice on my desk? And I'm like, oh, that's the residue from my margarita last night. But at least margaritas won't explode all over your floor. (laughs) That's true. I feel like it was kind of like a hat cliche thing when 
quarantine started that everyone's like, I'm drinking so much more now. The thing is, is I wasn't, I was just kind of on my normal schedule. And now all these draft live streams at night, I'm, I'm drinking so much. I've, I've finally caught up to the alcoholics. Yeah. I don't blame you. They're going back to work. You're starting to pick up your drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. They're, they're all, they're all getting back to life. And I'm just You're, like, oh. you gotta be contra contrarian and uh, all aspects of your life. Yeah. Uh, what's that Kaiser so say, uh, Hurst at tight end, Brian, he says, yeah. So Hurst is Andrew's back, uh, tight end backup, but like, no, no, no. Sorry, Brian. He, he oh. used to be last year. He got, he went to the Falcons and oh, he's saying that's a good thing. Okay, good. All right. Um, so the Falcons, did the Falcons sign Hooper? I know he wanted like a bunch more no, money, right? The, um, the Browns. Oh, okay. So his career is over. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I have Hooper on like one of seventy teams. I haven't, I haven't been drafting him. It's a I, shame. All the hoop, the Hooper uh, sports, uh, the professional athletes, Chase Hooper got his ass kicked. It's Hooper on the Browns. I actually today made a bet on Baker Mayfield season long under number. Um, Is this his third season? Yes. And that's the QB bump here. Is it? Mm -hmm. QB is when the QB third year is when they take yeah, the I think there's like a, uh, like distinct statistical increase yeah. in third year QBs. I could be wrong on that, but. All right. So we have um, some interesting decisions coming up. Um, I agree. We're still in a punt QB range. I think I also think along with our schedule punts too. I think Garoppolo uh, also a nice schedule, a little stack action with Debo. I think he's a guy we could look at. Um, we definitely need a couple more wide receivers. Um, yeah, we could continue with an unstacked Chiefs thing if we want to focus on that. And we do want another tight end with Andrews. We could continue with our unstacked. Did Cal somebody take Leonard Fournette? Yes, you were obsessed with Leonard Fournette. You know how many times I took that guy in DFS last year? Well, that's all the sharp people played him in DFS. Um, I'd buy a house if I didn't do that. Let's see. So of those names that I uh, tossed out, I'm just going to go Sammy through. Watkins? Hey, your boy Keyshawn Vaughn's still available. But we have like a million running backs at this point. I think we should continue to make bets on either the Chiefs or the Cowboys, Watkins or Jarwin. Uh, I mean, I think Watkins is – Let's do it. I'd rather take Watkins. Let's do it. Um, we continue to have week 10 buys. Don't worry, folks. Like a showdown uh, type of player than a best ball. <laughs> you prefer him. Yeah, showdown and best ball – I prefer him in showdown. I prefer him in best ball have a lot of overlap, I assume. They kind of do. Yeah. You want to stack in showdown? You want to stack in basketball? Someone asked us if we had any interest in the uh, Cam Newton, Nikhil Harry stack. I've done a decent amount of that. What the, uh, the theme I would say to Brian and I's draft right now is we are, we are honing in on uh, a couple of offenses as well as some teams with a really nice playoff schedule that we like. Yeah. And we want to just like our PGA. Did we cash, by the way? Oh shit! We need to look that up. I 
don't think we did, but I can look it up. Just like our – well, we're drinking in celebration either way. But our uh, our PGA strategy is just like our best ball strategy. Okay. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a pick here. I think we should take Nikhil Harry. They just released Muhammad Sanu today. It's Edelman. They did. Okay. Um, they they ate a second round pick for for Sanu last. Take, take him. I think I had him in like sixty five percent of my best balls last year. Really? I had him in a lot. Yeah. Like I didn't recognize until two. It was too late. I did, <laughs> I did auto draft because I'm like I'm not sitting here drafting this shit. Fuck it. So you're like who the fuck is this? I Nikhil think I pick? I think I had. Six teams make it of my 150 to the playoffs. Mm. No, 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 no. Actually, I was I was uh, 11%, I think. Yeah. So whatever that is. Oh, no. What's, what's Mike Williams doing now? What's his uh, What's his deal? So I, Mike Williams was a guy who was drafting a lot, and then he had a shoulder issue that they said he was going to be out about four weeks. Oh, okay. All right. So it kind of – Put a damper on things. This Aaron Rodgers fellow. Is he any good? Yeah, that's tough. Let's do Lazard, Rodgers, back to back, stack it up. Championship. Let's see here. We could. Where's Roger? Oh, Rodgers just went. Your plan is already thwarted. Uh, well, call, uh, call underdog. Oh, I will. I'll be giving a – we should probably be looking at a second tight end here. How about Big Ben? Big Ben. dude. Oh, shit. At Buffalo, at Cincinnati, home versus Indy. Mm. All right. I think, I think we can make one more pick and then grab Garoppolo. Got at home versus Indy, too, because Indy's a dome. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you know. Okay. All right. A.J. Dillon, what happened to him? Nothing, right? A.J. Dillon, rookie running back that uh, the Packers drafted, who's, his his metrics look very similar to Derrick Henry. He's basically the same athleticism and size as Derrick Henry. Is he Is he um, Jones's handcuff, everyone? Yeah. Considering that? Yeah. Yeah. And I like <laughs> feel peter that your audience is so sharp that you don't need to define things like handcuff or stack or no these guys these guys know i mean we got teams talking about modified zero qb in the chat <laughs> they're talking about cam and harry stacks they want us to tap bisca and Minshew. these guys are hip to it man all right yeah zero qb is the way to go i think i i'm coming around on this because i'm looking at this team and i'm like we are loaded uh, i think i've done that I've done that in a season long. I think I've drafted no QB once in my long <laughs> season long career. And just to fuck with people, took no QB and then picked up someone on the waiver wire week one. Yeah, I mean, the way this is setting up is like if we do grab AJ Dillon here, um, we're pretty much drafting like QB and tight end the rest of the way or close to it. Yeah, all right, fine. Which is which is completely fine. The way the schedule and some of our targets line up, it, it does lend yeah. itself to full blown late QB. I just haven't done it. What about all right? So Miami, Chargers, Vegas. Oh, so the one Charger guy, and this would be 
Oh, shit, he's gone. Is Joshua Kelly already gone? Oh, he just went. That was the charger I've been liking to add. He's their rookie running back, who I think is the true handcuff for Eckler. Okay. Um, oh, but that's, Eckler, that, that's a good pick because Eckler's not going to play. He's not an every down back, right? Or is everyone considering him an every down back? Oh, we are on the clock right now. Yeah. Um, right. AJ Dillon went too. We're we're in trouble. Um, I think lock up Garoppolo. All right, take him. Sorry, I I, I panicked. I didn't have a good other. I, I wanted to go zero QB, but I know. I know. I'm sorry. I let you down. I guess we'll take a quarterback. The one thing we should w- watch out on is get, I think we probably should grab our second tight end okay. here. Um, G- how about G Reds in the seventh floor crew? Who? <laughs> I didn't even understand a word you just said. G Reg and the Seven Floor Crew. You haven't heard that rap song? Oh, Greg yeah. Olson? okay. Greg Olson from his Miami Hurricanes days. Okay, I do remember that Deadspin post from back in the day. Have you heard the rap song? Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Yeah, he, Greg Olson would have gotten canceled. He yeah. If you if you put that on your Twitter, Greg Olson might get released. <laughs> <laughs> he's now doing like podcast ads for blue wire. He has a new podcast called tight end one. He's probably woke as fuck too. I we'd probably go through his Twitter. Um, who are you liking here? So I was just trying to look at the schedule stuff. I actually don't mind. E- no, I don't want to do Ebron with the same buy shit. I mean, Brian. EFS wise, Jack Doyle is, did they pick up a tight end? No, they didn't. And Burton is hurt. Take Doyle then. All right. I'm not paying attention at all to the uh, news of the offseason, but Doyle's like drafted 20% of the time every week, basically. He's, he's, he has a low salary, but I, uh, I haven't been drafting him a lot, but I don't hate it. Their schedule's not bad. Um, they're going to take Phillip Rivers. Exactly. He's got Phillip Rivers. And I honestly think the best thing going for him right now is they were, they were saying Trey Burton, who that had come over from Chicago, was having this incredible camp. And now I believe he's out for the season. Someone can remind me, but he's he's hurt for a while. Trey Burton, who almost lost his leg, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Was that him? yeah, that was him, wasn't it? I believe no, 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 that wasn't there, him. is that someone else? Um okay. Let's see here. So some of I, I'm so bummed that uh Kelly went. He would have been the perfect pick there for us. Um, so we have Brian, we have four picks left. We're going to do two of them on quarterbacks, at least one on running back, probably two on running back. I think it were two quarterbacks, two running backs to finish out. Who's this, uh, uh, Andrews is Doyle still on in the end? <laughs> He, he, he is, yeah, but with Rivers there. and, and not so who's there. Andrews? Did they pick up a tight end? Mark Andrews is Ravens. Yeah, I'm looking at Harb's uh, comment. Oh, oh, let me see his comment. Oh, he said over under one and a half weeks of Doyle starting over. He's saying that we won't have to use um, Doyle much, which oh, I mean, okay. that's a good problem to have. Hopefully just yeah. week eight. Yeah. yeah. Andrews gets hurt, hurt a lot, but. Um, he had some big year, big, big weeks last year. 
Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Brian and I, we don't wear condoms when we draft. We're not handcuffing one of our players in a top-heavy best ball contest. Zach Miller, do you, in my YouTube chat, that's who that's who almost lost his leg. Oh, okay, there we go, yep. I do remember that. Yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, that was nasty. I can't even watch that stuff anymore. Like, It's like, you know, when someone snaps a leg, it's like, okay, I've seen it enough now. All right, Brian, I'll say it right now. If, if Keyshawn Vaughn is here, we, ha- we are legally obligated to take him. Take him. I, this is so this slip, like he for a while, he was like, when these opened up, he was going in like the ninth and tenth. And then Rojo Steam took hold and he's going 12th and 13th. And then the rumors about Leonard Fournette going to the Bucks today and he's sliding another two full rounds. This is a rookie that they took. I'm going to, if I mess this up, I believe in the third round. I mean, they invested draft capital in this guy and everyone's writing him off. I took him a lot in college football last year. Was he – what was his, like, playing style? Well, I didn't watch the games, Peter. <laughs> he put up points, Brian. He got me money. That's all I care about. Thank you, Keyshawn. I, Are you – someone tell me, this has to be the latest Keyshawn Vaughn has gone in a draft. Pick 178, almost 30 picks after his ADP. Even I am shocked. Even Brian right now cannot believe his eyes. This guy he played in college DFS going this late? Who do we got a QB that like is going to come in late? You know what I mean? Some like uh, rookies or whatever. Tua. Tua. All right, fine. But we don't have any. We don't have any Miami guys. I know, but I haven't my. So I think we should get Derek Carr. How about I'm going to pitch you on Mitchell Trubisky? No. Chicago Bears quarterback, drafted number what two overall. Traded up for by uh, Ryan Pace, who's an excellent GM. We, Brian, sometimes I put my foot down. We drafted Henry Ruggs. We've said the Raiders have the best schedule. You told me that Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback you've ever seen play the game. <laughs> We're taking Derek Carr. Carr Cousins, too, fits our fits – our, uh, He does, but we don't have any stack equity. Yeah, I'm assuming – they only have two wide receivers, basically. So, is Kyle Rudolph still in football? Does he still play football? He is. People have been drafting uh, Irv Thomas, uh, who probably just went a few picks ago, who's who's pretty young and athletic over him, waiting for Kyle Rudolph to go. Like Irv Thomas does not sound like a young, athletic man. He does sound like a 55 year old. Yeah, I'm not drafting a guy named Irv Thomas. There you go. Harv says it's the first Trubisky love of the year. The one one guy still standing by him. The first Ryan Pace love of the year, too. Uh, Our buddy Steve Steve, uh, Buzzard sent me a a fake tweet of um, Kamara traded to the Bears for a second-round pick, and I didn't think it was fake. I'm like, Ryan Pace is the dumbest fucking (laughs) dude. You got all riled up? In the NFL. I'm like, how do you draft Trubisky over Foster and Mahomes and still have a job three years later? Like this guy, he must have photos on someone. And he's like, he's like, dude, it's, it's a fake tweet. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> did, did Steve assume you would know it was fake or did he? Assume, you- yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anything the Bears do, I just automatically just go like, well, paste it. It's got to be garbage. Um. Okay. I have... I have two guys I'm interested in for these last two picks. 
Okay. But that's because I've done a million of these and I have opinions. <laughs> that said, that doesn't mean they're right. Well, I think all these guys are garbage. Hunter Renfro did have a couple good DFS weeks at the end of the last season. But other than that, he did. Westbrook would be like high owned and get like one catch when he's projected to get five. I don't think we need a wide receiver, and I don't think Hunter Renfro cracks these wide receivers. He doesn't have the kind of like spiked week profile I think we want, even though his box score last year did indicate a few spiked weeks. It, yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not advocating for them. I'm, there is a running back on the Raiders. I might advocate for the rookie that they drafted, Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, converted college QB, um, can play some wide receiver, running back. Uh, Josh Jacobs isn't going to catch passes. Allows us to continue to place bets on the Raiders for that juicy, juicy playoff schedule. And continuing with our theme of rookie running backs. All right. What, what's the QB situation here? So I actually think we first should draft Tua. Um, Wait, Fitzmagic's sitting there looking us right in the face. <laughs> look, at, in Brian's dream world, he's taken Leonard Fournette, Mitchell Trubisky, hits it, comes back with Hunter Renfro, and then grabs Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is a guy who'll win you a million bucks. You yeah. got to admit, not in best ball. But in DFS, he good. Yeah. Um. Someone said yes. We only have three non-week ten bye weeks. That's fine. In week ten, Henry Ruggs, Debo Samuel, and Nikhil Harry will pop off for two hundred yards and two tutties each. Yeah, I already said week ten doesn't matter. Jesus. It t- c- c- check check your terms and conditions, guys. Yeah, you give up week ten. Everyone fucking knows that. Who's sharp? Do you need I- more than two QBs? Yeah, we should with when you punt QB, I think you need three. Mm. It, it does suck that we, we uh no. Okay, sorry. I was thinking uh Tua was week 10 too. He's he's week eleven. I I think Tua, when you look at his schedule, there's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting week 14 unless Tua comes in and gets hurt. I I, I don't see that. Never underestimate Ryan Fitzmagic, my friend. I I need to. I need that story. Is that story over? I don't know. The greatest story ever told? Yes. Ryan Fitzmagic story. Yep. Dolphins Fitz, Fitzmagic stack won the draft best ball championship last year. Well, there you go. Guess who's our generation's Fitzmagic? Tua Tagliavola. Mm. Um, He'll be a good right. keeper for next year's best ball. We get to keep him, right? Yeah. This is a keeper league best ball. Have yeah. I, did I not tell you about that wrinkle? No, I just assumed. It's actually a dynasty. We have these guys for life. All these guys. All okay. of them. Oh, we drafted young. We did. That was part of why we skewed young. So Sanu got released. Didn't they trade a second rounder for him? Yeah, a second rounder. Halfway through the season, they didn't even get a, a full season of production. Do you, care, do you care about the Patriots, or is that just a bit with your website? No, that's just a bit with my website. My my wife is from here. I've never had any allegiance to the Patriots. Do you care about the Broncos? I did as a kid. I mean, now, do you have, like, any left or none? Zero. Zero. I do from fantasy because I've been drafting Sutton and Drew Locke and Noah <laughs> Fant, but they could win the Super Bowl and I wouldn't feel a thing. Okay. But Is that just like you don't you wouldn't feel a thing no matter what occurred in your life? You've experienced neither highs nor lows? <laughs> uh, right. If this team wins the best ball championship, I will feel something deep oh, within yeah, my life. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm happy. Um. I'm going to get us Lynn Bowden Jr. here. 
Good. Yeah, we're getting to the point of the draft where uh, unless I have my DFS spreadsheet available on game day. Hey, well, we I, I haven't done a draft like this where we fully prioritized that late season schedule. I mean, I think every single player that we drafted other than maybe Nikhil Harry in New England schedule, which isn't even bad. It's at the Rams, at Miami, and then home versus Buffalo. Um, our schedule is really nice. I would say Doyle and Harry are the only like off-brand picks from our schedule lens, but otherwise we we nailed it. All right. We didn't we didn't like uh, reach anywhere. I don't think right. No, you talked me off of reaching for for quarterbacks. Um, I dig it. Oh yeah. Zero QB is the uh, wave of the future. I honestly, I legitimately like this team a lot. Like a lot, a lot. It's, it's a it's a really good team. Who is Lynn Bowden Jr.? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, wow. Here's the news. The Bucks have signed Leonard Fournette. I was wondering why the chat was saying call Pat. Um, okay, so that means is that do they still have the Ronald Jones? And uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, but and that's Keyshawn why you Vaughn, we just took. Well, who gives a shit? We took him fifth. Wow, wow! I can't. It, you know what was so funny? I mean, yeah, guys, we uh, I'll be doing the ship chasing uh, stream uh, later tonight with Pat, and he will be on. Oh, let's see. I got a breaking text from Pat right now. All it says is this is going to be one hell of a stream. So. <laughs> You should keep your messages minimized there, pal, just in case you uh Oh shit, you're right. You don't, you don't oh, want Oh god, you guys are going to see all the uh <laughs> the one I've been DMing here on Twitter. <laughs> it's um, a message from uh what's his name? Uh Bobby Sly. Like, "Hey bro, what's going on this weekend?" <laughs> Nothing, man. <laughs> hey, my, my last lol stream got 240 viewers. Does that move the needle for you? <laughs> Um, yes, the, um, this is, um, it's a good, uh, lesson and you don't have to tilt Lenny Fournette to the bucks when you draft Keyshawn Vaughn at, you know, pick 178. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's no risk. It doesn't, he could be released in week five. Who knows? Yeah. I I'll be interested to see what the deal is, uh, like the actual contract numbers and, and how much they, uh, they paid him. Um, this is, it's a wild, wild landing position because the people who are Leonard Fournette truthers are kind of getting bailed out because it is a good, it's a good landing spot for him. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We will see. Um, Brian, what I, don't was like, I don't like that for DFS, honestly. No. Now we're going to have to split up shares to three legitimate running backs. So. Yep. The, um, yeah, guys, don't worry. We will we will get uh we'll be uh going live here soon with with Pat and we will get his thing. Brian, what was your first uh best ball experience like? Do you have the itch? Uh well the first this year. I've done plenty before. I don't have the itch. Now that you told me DK is uh mobile only, that definitely dampens my spirits. And this underdog, you keep telling me how sharp it is. It's like, why am I doing it then? Exactly. Um, 
It, the honestly, the reason is because the 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 user experience is so their app is is uh is so good. Uh, yeah, I'll probably end up degening and entering it. Let's let's do. I actually want it because I I do agree with you in that the um the ADPs are just hyper efficient relative to kind of like any other market you would see for ADPs. That said, you still see constructions that are just completely absurd. Uh, so I was going to like, see if I could pull up. Sean Vaughn dropped in our draft because people were getting that news while we were talking. So based on when everyone started flooding my, the chat and was, Twitter, that would be after. Yeah. Although maybe there was like a rumor one that had gone out that we missed. Yeah. Um, this is actually a hard view. I, I normally like to, uh, scroll through the, uh, specific teams to see uh just well, pick one dude yeah let's pick a random guy oh here we go oh i know ben um let's see okay. um okay so yeah the i i think ronald jones oh, yeah this team is so i don't i don't like the i don't like having only two qbs and only two tight ends when you draft them relatively late like i want a a, a more early round anchor if i'm gonna he have no Sam stacking. Darnold, Sam Darnold with Mims, which doesn't count. Oh, and he does have a uh, oh, yeah, Gronk. Brady with Gronk, but yeah. and he, um, yeah, I don't, I don't love that team, which is hard to mess up a, a Gronk team, or I mean a, a C-Mac team. Um, Jesus. Oh, look at this Fournette, 70th pick. I still, even knowing where he's going, I don't know if that's great. Is that great? Um, seventh round, then. Uh, no, no, sixth, six, sixth round, right? I would say his true ADP should probably be like seventh, eighth round now. I I am not convinced that uh, he is going to be the uh, the factor everyone wants him to. Like you said, from a DFS perspective, this is a nightmare, which we can extrapolate to this stuff. Like we wanted him to go to the Bears, right? Like David yeah. Montgomery's hurt. They have Tariq Cohen, who's like a buck fifty soaking wet behind him. That's where you want him to go. You want a handcuff situation in best ball. You want a handcuff situation or a uh, rookie. Totally. I mean, right. I mean, you don't want, so like, okay, if, if Keyshawn gets hurt, that doesn't really change for value. If Jones gets hurt, it bumps him up a little bit, but Keyshawn probably gets some more carries. Yeah. This here's another team. He used two early premium picks on quarterback, which I do not like. And you can see how quickly his wide receiver depth falls off. Um, he's very thin at both running back and wide receiver. I think there's too much opportunity cost to drafting two quarterbacks really early. Have you, have you seen any data on that? Like where they're like, like an ADP by position over time? Um, no, I haven't. Right. So like taking QBs early or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Um, you probably, I don't know how you would do that. You could, you could, uh, measure it to like ROI nowadays. Cause these are actually cash money tournaments. Yeah. Um, this is another, but I knew this asshole, the people who take Mahomes always fuck it up. If you take Mahomes and Wentz, you absolutely do not have to take Rogers. I hope none of these people are watching this stream and are upset. <laughs> Just uh, the, Kamara, he might be on the bear soon. Um, girly, uh, girly 44th pick. What do you think about that? Cause I thought he was like hurting still. 
Yes. I'm, this is one of my blind spots, Brian, because as part of our like loading up on Falcons for the plat, like he should be in my plan more. I'm just never drafting running backs in that range. And like you said, I truly believe Gurley is just fully cooked. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in DFS, he, he will burn you. And, um, there were some weird ownerships with him at the end of last year. Uh, I think I faded him enough. Hopefully. Um, let, but just, is Malcolm Brown still playing for the Rams? Um, yes. Yeah, they have Malcolm Brown and John Kelly. They have their the Carol second Anderson, whatever that guy. Yeah, who's who's hurt right now. So it seems like Cam Akers could run away with that job, which actually brings us to this team. I obviously love this team. It's a zero RB team. They loaded up on rookie running backs and handcuffs, like we just talked about. They have one elite QB, and then they waited. They hammered wide receiver early, Thomas Hopkins, Evans, Chark, and they pieced it together at tight end. So this is a really good construction in my Do opinion. Do you believe the Hopkins holdout hype and stuff like that? I'm not worried about Hopkins. Um, I think there's concern about if he's going to get as many targets as he has in years past, but I think that Arizona offense is going to be really good this year. Um, yeah. This is too thin at wide receiver for my tastes. I mean, you can start up to four each week, and you only have Julian Edelman and Auden Tate um, kind of as your backfillers. I don't love that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not too bad of five wide receivers, though. Okay, here's a dead one on arrival, four tight ends with Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's just dead on arrival. I wonder if that was automated. It had to have been. See if they stack Carolina. They did. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. So yeah, he, it looks like he was there for like the first eight picks and then left. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like this construction looks good. Like Sanders Eckler, you start with two and then you come back and you grab a couple guys to back. Did he get cousins? No, no. See, that's another thing you can do when you're live drafting, you know, in a family league is you could see you like, you know, that this guy needs a quarterback and he's got this guy and you could fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this team is complete, like taking three QBs when you have Russell and Cam and going with Jimmy Graham as your, your tight end two and going with only five. Uh, is that five? No, six wide receivers with that's a little thin to me. Too many running backs. So, yeah, I don't know. These constructions, like, even though the ADPs are super sharp, I think, like, two or three of these teams are dead on arrival, and another couple have pretty bad constructions, in my opinion. This one looks solid to me. This might be a stupid question, but do you think ADP and ownership overall in a single tournament are identical? Say that again. So, like, let's say in this 25 – this is, what, $25, 200K to first, right? Yeah. So in this league, let's say OBJ is picked 27% of the time. Or I guess he would be 100% of the time, right? It was a stupid question now that I think about it. Yeah, so like they all will be picked in their average draft position. It shouldn't matter because they're all basically going to be taking, taken. There's only going to be right. a couple guys who like are sometimes taken and sometimes aren't. Yeah. The – the to me, I do think it's probably very close, and because the only way for you to differentiate from um, an ownership level is with those last few picks, because if the ADP, you know, 
90% of the pool is going to be 100% owned, right? Yeah, but I, I don't see how ownership can matter. I was just thinking out loud with that horrible question. But like ownership won't matter because your opponents can't take them. Right. right? So we're not playing a DFS contest here. I think the only place ownership would happen, right, was when you'd get into the final few weeks because then your opponents could have the same players. It could matter your ownership to average ADP, and you can, like, get leverage that way maybe. So, you know what I mean? So, like, if you take a guy 40% of the time and his ADP is lower on average or something, maybe. I don't know. I'd I'd have to think well, think about it this way. So last year, say if you were in a 12-team league in, in in the draft championship and you drafted Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson, two of the guys that had the highest win rates across all of it. Now you enter the first round of the playoffs and you're facing off against a ton of teams that have Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson, but you are the team that took DJ Chark in the 20th round yeah. who was a league winner that's differentiated from those to me, that's where that differentiation could come in. I guess that's true, but like you're way less likely to make the playoffs because you don't have McCaffrey. Um, which I mean, but it's still possible. So that still could be an edge, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'd have to think about that one. That's a good one, Peter. Thank you. Every once in a while, I got <laughs> something on my plate. But I, Brian, I'm not. I'm not just saying. I. I haven't done a true late round QB draft like this. And I really, really like this team. Yeah. I, I like it. I like, I mean, I like waiting on QBs and taking young, young players. So, well, and I completely agree with you in that we took, we took all rookies and then the probably two best handcuffs in football in Edmonds. If, if Kenyon Drake or Ezekiel Elliott go down, these two running backs are going to absolutely smash. Yeah, and, and Dobbins, Dobbins, they're thinking 60-40? Yeah. 30? And to me, and I, I had just read Sean's write-up about Dobbins, like he calls Dobbins like the playoff hammer push of where it might take, you know, seven or eight weeks for that situation to shake out. But once he's on the field and making plays, it becomes so undeniable that like Mark Ingram just has to be benched because this guy is so much better than him down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So he's like a hammer, whereas like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the best of both of that. You he's gonna come in right away from day one and, and play all the snaps with no competition. Yeah. It felt like he just fell fell to us. Yeah. No, he's basically uh, a wide receiver too. So he's gonna catch you know, what hundred balls. Yeah. I uh the um I know at the beginning of the chat, I think Fantasy Sharp uh was asking if we would talk DFS. I think next week we will uh we'll commit to a full blown uh DFS uh NFL preview, yeah? Yeah. Next week we'll do a showdown lineup, right, Peter? Yeah. And football season starts. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight on Lulls to draft uh, a best ball winner. Uh, this has been uh, a great time. Uh, we will see you guys next week. We will be one night away a week from today for the NFL season. As always, if you guys uh, want to listen to this in audio form, we have the uh, the podcast up on all of your podcast feeds of choice. For Brian Hooper, I'm Peter Overzet. We just won $200,000, and this is Lowell's. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.